and I'm from Poland, main podcast number 161. Hello. My Hello. Name, my name is Todd Adams. What's your name? Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi. How are you? You never say my name. Yeah, I do. It's sweetie. Yeah. Uh, Zen Parenting Radio, episode number 161. Zen Parenting Radio, for those of you who may not know, is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom, that's you, and a logical and practical dad, that's me. We have three daughters, ages 6, 9, and 10, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. Almost and 11. Almost 11. And now for my, daughter. my motto. Okay, sorry. Am is I interrupting it, your it, intro? Is it motto or mantra? Uh, I think it's motto. The best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Yes. We have a very busy show. Can I tell you what my motto is? Sure. It takes courage to grow up and be who you are. Okay, mine's better. <laughs> Yours is kind of good, though. I Well, and I didn't say it exactly the way that E.E. E. Cummings says it, but that's probably the my I have that motto in my meditation area because it does. Do it you know does that? take courage. Yeah. And isn't that the same thing? Of, no. Uh, no. It says, yeah, it's the same thing, except mine's a little better. Oh, okay. Just making sure you knew that. Okay. So we're going to talk uh, about three basic things today. Okay. One is uh, quick thoughts about the passing of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, secondly is the word. We're going to talk about a word. What word are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about feedback. Feedback, like, <sighs> like, you mean like white noise feedback? Yeah, like no. that? No. Oh. We're going to talk about getting and receiving feedback. Because it's not easy all the time. It can be. I think it's different for men and women, too. I think it is. I think that we have different uh, awarenesses. How do I say this? We have a different level of ability to handle certain feedback. But I, you know what? I think that's a generalization because I think that there's some men who can become pretty easily offended by feedback as well yeah. or defensive. Maybe it's not a male-female thing. I don't know I if think, it is. I think uh, – I don't know if there's any – easy differentiation between men and women. Some people adore feedback. Some people can't stand it. And I think the important thing about feedback is we have to recognize that it's not just about a marriage. Um, it, it It's in every part of our life. Getting feedback in the workplace, giving feedback to our children, allowing our children give, to give feedback to us. Well, yeah, well, I was going to say parental feedback. Parental feedback, like to give them the space to actually tell you how they're feeling about something is, is huge and not always easy. Um, you know, like I said, in the workplace with, and I wanted to share cause I talked with the BU girls about this and I wanted to share their perspective. And before we go, will you hand me one of those? Some Kleenex? Yes. I think I'm getting a cold. I'm going to throw it at you. Oh, ah. nice catch. Thank you. Um, you drank apple cider vinegar today. I did. Did you drink it or gurgle it? I gurgled, I gargled it. And our um, chiropractor, Dr. Kelly, insists that we should chew garlic. Yeah, I can't do that one. Neither can I. I Cloves of garlic. She says that that will kill everything. All the bacteria. And, you know, and I believe her. I just... Yeah, I believe her too, but I just don't have the guts to do it. And I just... If I eat any garlic, I taste it for like two days. So I can't imagine chewing it. Um, So apple cider vinegar, for those of you... Apple cider vinegar with salt in warm water, and you gargle it. And so, if you feel like you got a thing in your throat, it helps, and it does help, doesn't it, Todd? My illnesses it did don't help. take. It helped on. me. Yeah, and then I also do the neti pot too. Mm-hmm. As long as we're talking about Dr. Kelly, you might as well give her a okay. shout out. Uh, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. She helps us uh, adjust our spine, but then also gives us other tips like chewing cloves of garlic. <laughs> Um, their website is CairoTree.com. Their number is 630-941-8733. If you live in Chicago and uh, you want to be healthy, 
uh, give them a call. Healthy families by choice. Not by chance. Not by chance. Um, so, but first, uh, I want to talk about the relation, relationship retreat that is beginning on Wednesday, February 5th. Correct. And um, we're going to have basically a summary of what it is in our show notes. But will you give a quick 30-second commercial? So first of all, it's a virtual relationship retreat, um, which means that you don't have to show up. You don't have to live in Chicago. It's all done via email, and it's all done uh, through podcasts and social networking if you so choose. That's optional. Um, That's a way to connect with others. So basically... All you have to do is go on my website, kathycadams.com or zenparentingradio.com. Go to the events area and you can um, go ahead and sign up there or read more about it. But basically the gist of it is is how to um, bring more self-awareness to your relationships, how to have deeper connection, how to have a better understanding, and how to be more conscious of what um, you offer and what you're willing to receive and notice. And, you know, taking responsibility for your relationships and your role in them and, um I think that because of this time of year, it's Valentine's Day, right? That's right. So relationships are front and center. So we have a lot of uh, couples in mm-hmm. that are already signed up for this retreat. So we'll talk a lot about marriage and partnership. But we also have a lot of people from the workplace and who signed up individually and friends. And so the the beautiful part is is that the things that we talk about are universal. Mm-hmm. They apply regardless of your relationship. You know, it applies in every aspect of your life, parenting. So go ahead and sign up and um, you will, like Todd said, we start Wednesday. That's right. So small window. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday, it's not too late, but if it's after that, you have to wait for the next one. Yeah. Um, So, um, oh, and then the other thing I want to mention is that uh, as people who listen to this show know that we have partners and right now we have three partners. One is Tree of Life, the other is Avid Company, and then we have uh, Hunter Yoga. Um, and I just want to give, um, just basically educate our audience that if you have a business and you'd like to partner with us, please let us know. And we can kind of talk through the details. Just email me or Kathy at comments at zenparentingradio.com. So um, let's talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Um, I, when you told me yesterday, I was, you know, you never, you know, when James Gandolfini died, it was same kind of feeling. Yeah. You just didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I just feel awful. And I thought that he was a wonderful actor Mm -hmm. and I tried to pull up some good movie quotes, but I didn't feel because a lot of them had swearing in it. Because the the best quotes are probably from Along Came Polly. Yes. And if you haven't seen that, that's a great Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. Um, It's a Ben Stiller, Jennifer Aniston movie too, but he totally steals it. Um, And then my favorite favorite movie that Philip Seymour Hoffman is in is Boogie Nights. Um, and But he doesn't have really great quotes. It's right. just a whole visual. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty. We love Scotty. We do. He's just so vulnerable, um, but so lovely. And again, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think, was because of his role in uh, Capote, um, was considered more of a dramatic actor. And those are two a little more comedic roles. But um, it, my favorite drama role that he was in was Doubt. Do you mm. remember Doubt? It was wonderful. Oh, my gosh. That Meryl, movie was so Meryl good. Meryl Streep, Amy Adams, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Um, so, I mean, and that's just scratching the surface. He's been in so much. Son of a Woman. That's Son of a Woman. Maybe, maybe been one of his earlier ones, but he was really good in that, too. Well, and something new that he just ventured into was the Hunger Games trilogy, and um, I'm not quite sure how they're going to do that yeah. because he's, I think they were, 
we're filming Mockingjay, and I don't know what's going to happen there. Small beans in the big picture. It's right. just, um, you know, he's been he's been very obviously very respected, lifelong career, and um, will be extremely missed. And he was obviously uh, had some drug addiction mm-hmm. issues, and our heart goes out to him, you know, his family and everything. But what did you say to our daughters upon hearing this news? I said, "Girls, come in the kitchen really quick," and they did. And I said, "There's this man named Philip Seymour Hoffman." And, you know, do you know who he is? No. And I said, well, he's one of daddy and my favorite actors and he died. You want to know why he died? And they said crazy things at first. What Mm. did they say? I don't know. I can't remember. They're like old age, a heart attack. Not crazy things, but, and I said, no. And then finally JC said drugs. And I said, yes, he died of drugs. Mm -hmm. He died because of drugs. And I said, every time there's something in the news, if it be Justin Bieber or somebody else, I bring my girls into this situation because they're going to hear about it anyway. Right. They're going to always wonder who it is. So I want them to be clear that drugs are not a recreational thing. Um, drugs are there. They can kill you. I wonder, and this might open up the discussion to a place where we don't really have time to go to today, but I wonder if they, eventually they're sick of hearing about the amount of Hollywood and rock star people that die of drugs. Like, I, I wonder if that message eventually becomes just like whatever. Absolutely. Cause I can remember as a kid not being super affected. I think that the meaning I wasn't shocked anymore. Right. So maybe it kind of loses its oomph a little bit, but what I think is important that you and I both think is important is as far as teaching our kids things, you don't have to wait till a big discussion or a big sit down about it. You can bring the everyday situations into your teaching, right. meaning here was an opportunity where I was somewhat emotional about it. And I wanted my girls to understand this is a serious thing. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I and mean, it, and we it had three requ- minutes and right. then they were gone. Yeah, it didn't I, require a big sit down. No. It was three minute discussion and that was it. I want them to be clear that drugs... And and the thing is, is it sounds like from the amount I've read, and of course more will come out, but he had a lifelong drug problem and he had been in rehab and he had been in recovery and um, and I think was even sober for an extreme period of time. And this was a relapse and um, at least to my knowledge today, in a month we, right, you know, we may know different. I just... Uh, it's serious. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny cause I did a, a presentation this weekend, um, at parent university in, um, LaGrange. LaGrange. Thank you. And I was talking to a man and his wife was one of the other presenters and she is in Naperville and she presents about drug addiction. Um, because I think she had a child who either she lost or something to that effect and how rampant certain drugs are in the suburbs. And it's not something Todd and I aren't big on preaching fear. It's mm. not something that we're like saying, Oh, be afraid. It's more about understand how important communication is in the home and how that has an effect on those things that you fear, that making sure you talk about things and open up the communication and um, allow your children, just like this whole thing about feedback, Mm -hmm. you know, allowing your children to talk to you about the way they feel without, um, you know, coming down on them or judging them or automatically giving them some kind of discipline, like open communication. Right. So anyway, there you go. Do you know what this is? I have no idea. It's Janet Jackson. A little song I like to call Feedback. Oh, really? It's off of the album Number Ones. I don't remember this being a number one. You know, 
sometimes people do number one albums or greatest hits, and they're, it's not always greatest hits. Well, Janet Jackson's got a lot of good songs, but to your point, there's a lot of uh, bands out there that have greatest hits albums, and like you can think of one song they've ever well, done. Well, that's the thing, is there'll be like two songs. You know, last week when we were talking about Asia, yeah, and um, I think, I don't know if I'd pulled up Asia's greatest hits or something. You know, there's only two. Exactly. And then the rest of them, I'm like, I don't know where these came from. Asia's greatest hits should be on a 45. It's Heat of the Moment on one side and Don't Cry on the other <laughs> side. Can you name any other Asia there's, songs? I think there's one more, but I can't think no, of it. No, there's not. I couldn't think of it. So, um, feedback. Okay. Well, how are we going to start this? So, let me start by talking about, um, I was meeting with uh, some fifth graders last week, you know, for our BU thing, and we were talking about being yourself. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how important it is to be yourself and, and accept who you are. And we actually got into Frozen and about how, you know, that's what Elsa does in the middle of the movie is she has self-acceptance, right? right. But... Where we have this line or we have to figure something out is how to integrate ourselves into society, meaning we can't just say, well, I'm myself, forget everybody else, nobody else matters, I'm just going to be myself regardless of what you think. That's what Elsa was trying to do. Is like, I'm just going to go be free and do my thing, but she's connected to the whole. I'm talking about Frozen again. And she had to learn how to not only accept herself, but then live amongst people you know how do you accept who you are but then integrate yourself my point in saying that is some of the girls were talking about how they're like well you know i just tell it like it is i'm just a truth teller and you know fifth grade girls right Right. i just tell people if they're this or that i tell them and i'm like but guys that may be part of what you notice and who you are but that is rude Mm -hmm. you can't give you can't everything you think Sorry, honey. No, no. You can give feedback, but if it's at the expense of being kind, right. you can give kind feedback. You sure can. And it's really the only kind you want to give, isn't it? Like what negative feedback, you want to give positive feedback, even if it's critical. Well, and the thing is, is something that you could be giving that you deem to be positive, someone else could hear differently. Right. Like you could, like, you know, someone who's like, well, this is just who I am. I tell people the truth. They might come up to somebody and say, your makeup looks awful. Right. You shouldn't be doing that. And they'll say, I'm just telling the truth. But that person only hears criticism. Right. And so that's not constructive feedback. Right. Now, the person giving it would be like, yes, it is. Change your makeup. Right. But that's not a way to integrate yourself successfully into community. Right. Because you're just just basically causing people disruption and sadness. So we have to figure out how to trust who we are and what we believe and what we experience and at the same time be able to offer what we have, if it be feedback or anything else, in a way that can be heard, Mm -hmm. right? It's really about, um, you know, understanding. You got to understand yourself first, step one. And then you have to have some compassion and empathy for other people. So I'm getting confused. Are we talking, I know we're talking about both, but like, let's talk about the person who is receiving the feedback. Okay. Because that's easier for me because I get get muddled up. So we're going to go over to the person receiving feedback. Right. So the only time that you should request feedback is if you're in a position to listen to it, right? If you're willing to hear it, yes. Yeah. the, The worst thing you could do is say, hey, how did I do on that presentation? and they say, oh, we screwed up this and this and this, then you need to be prepared for hearing that, right? Well, yes, but let me give the other side to that. Someone who says 
if someone says, "Hey, how do I do on that presentation?" and someone says, "You we're going to get up. to the, we're going to get to the other but, side." But let me finish this point okay. because it's if someone says that you screwed up on A, B, and C, then automatically the feedback falls on deaf ears. Right. Because you know what? That person didn't validate or recognize what that person had put out there. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be able to say and so my point is about the listener, you know, the person who's requesting it, you're saying, well, they better be ready to accept it. I don't right. agree with that. You, If someone's coming at you with everything negative that you do, it's very hard to hear because we're human beings, right. not because we're weak, not because we're touchy and sensitive, but because we're human. And the first thing we need to know is that you recognize that I put myself out there, you recognize that I did my best, and then now offer me what I can hear, mm-hmm. which may be you know, this part would have been stronger here or there, but do you see why you can't give that as an example? Cause that is, that, that isn't good feedback. Are you criticizing my <laughs> feedback? I'm giving you feedback about the feedback that you're giving about feedback. Can I tell you a story about feedback? Yes. Let's hear it. I gave unsolicited feedback to a friend on Friday night and it wasn't kind. I know. I, we talked about that. I've been thinking about that all. I reached weekend. out and apologized to him. Good. What did he say? He said, I needed to hear it. Oh, well, but I think that it caused sadness. I think that that I was... I don't think it caused... Well, I don't know. I felt bad, so I, I you know, I, without getting into specifics, I basically said, dude, you're not looking so hot. Not nice. Not nice. And but, the... but it's different for guys. A little bit. I make fun of my good guy friends all the time who look like they're 15 pounds overweight. Okay, but here's the thing. You and I are working with boys right now, right? And, you know, fifth grade boys and about how they have emotions and they're the same as girls in that they have not the same as girls. I said that wrong. They are human just like yes. girls are, right? They have the same sensitivities. Yes. They may have a little bit of a stronger like exterior about it because they've learned from mm-hmm. society that they can't show emotion, but it's not true that they don't get offended. You, they may be like, oh, dude, I don't care. It, but uh, here's the difference. Okay. If I'm with my good guy friend whom I love and knows that I would do anything for him and I say, dude, you got to lose 15 pounds because you look horrible, that's not a big deal at all. That's called good teasing. You cannot do that with your good girlfriend Gosh, for no. whatever reason. And that I never is, do that. That is the inherent difference between men and women is guys, if there is trust and loyalty already built in, mm-hmm. then you can say almost anything to that person and they will still love you. Okay. And I don't think girls can, especially about physical appearance. Well, here's the thing with girls, they may still love you, but you're going to hurt them. It's if they are asking for it. Right. And they're saying, you really need to be honest with me. Like, for example, you can go shopping with a girlfriend and she may try something on and you may say, you know what, that's not going to work mm-hmm. because you can see through it or well, something. Well, the problem is guys don't say, hey, how am I looking these days? Like, I can't even say right. that without laughing. Right. You, you don't get an opportunity. A guy doesn't say... Do you think I'm looking okay? They don't say that. So I... not Some do. I've never had a guy ever come up saying, hey, how do you think I'm looking these days? Ever. (laughs) And um, so I don't get an opportunity to answer that question. So I have to tell them, hey, little guy, you got a little bit of a pouch. But what's that your business, really? I mean, if they're I'm trying asking... to help him. I'm putting a mirror up to him okay. saying, listen, dude, you can't see it because you've been gaining a pound a week for 15 weeks. You don't think he knows that he has a pouch? He does, but I got to embarrass him to get him to change oh, his ways. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you. 
And like I you said, you think that it, that comment and the embarrassment gets him to change his ways? Sometimes. Some okay, I can accept it. Maybe sometimes, but I guess just as far as what we talk about in the show and what we believe, I don't believe that shame and embarrassment is what causes people to change. Well, and it's it's if you have the relationship built up, maybe okay. it's an emotional bank, bank account, account thing. Yeah, I can hear that. Where you got you know, and first of all, teasing is an important form of communication for for, for men guys. and okay. boys. That is that is a protective way for us to communicate with one another. That's the caring way, right? Good, but there's bad teasing too. I don't mean to say that that all teasing is good. There's okay. not. There, bad teasing is when you the person is hurt and the, the person feels worse about themselves. Got it. Um, but sometimes we guys can catapult our friends and push them in a certain direction that helps them. Okay, so in it, so the the teasing part is the way that you guys protect yourself from being too sensitive exactly. or vulnerable or caring. Exactly, and then they hear the message. Yet we still communicate it. Okay, I can hear that. Are you with me? I I can, um, and I just think that, and I think it's very much the same with girls. As if you are in a trusting relationship with a friend or family members, I think that you can definitely hear something, and you kind of hope that the people around you who love you the most would at least inquire. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it seems like you've been sad lately. Or mm-hmm. it seemed, and again, that's the thing about physical appearance. Um, it, it's you know, and again, society, societally, I think that there's just so much baggage on women around that. I would never add to that right. with my friends or with other girls in my life. I think that that's not unless again they were like, you really need to tell me this or that. But anyway. Um, Going back to what we were talking about, did you want to focus on listener again, or did you want to focus on giving it? Um, I want to um, no. Let's let's focus on the listener now. Okay. 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 Is that where we started? We well, start, I, the giver or the taker of the. How about this? Instead of doing that, let's talk about in a relationship like yours and mine with giving feedback. Okay. Okay. So in a partnership. Um, as far as to giving feedback, unfortunately, I think a lot of times we give feedback when, um, when emotions are running high. Right. So we're quiet and we don't say anything when things are kind of going as they are. But if something goes wrong or someone's, or the, one of the, you know, one of the two of you say something negative to the other, then all of a sudden we start to throw all this negativity. You did this, you said this. And even though it could be utilized as constructive feedback, that person can't hear it because it's in the midst of a fight um, and it's being, it's surrounded by negative energy Mm -hmm. and it's, it's being thrown out there to hurt. Well, timing, I think this is what you're getting at. Yes. Timing is so important. Huge. And I will say this, and it's kind of related to feedback. If I have a, um, if I have a big favor to ask you, like, hey, I want to go to Vegas with my buddies for a weekend, when I ask you is as important as what what I say sure. to you. Sure. And the same goes for feedback. Um, if you are in a bad place, there's no way in heck right. that I'm ever going to give you any feedback. Right. So you you need to read your partner. If yes. you don't have, if you're not tuned in to them, and sometimes you're not tuned in because you're on your phone talking to them and you're not listening to what they're saying, and then all of a sudden you say, "Well, try to do this or that," and they're not in a place to hear it, all of a sudden you started a fight that so easily could have been avoided. And you know, it's interesting, Todd. I, I love that you say you got to read your partner because that's kind of what I was trying to talk to the girls about. The fifth grade girls is you've got to read people. You have to feel 
a situation. And if you cannot feel yourself, if you cannot identify those feelings that another person might have, if you're not self-aware enough, it's very difficult to read others. And so people get very focused on words. They'll be like, but I said, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but you weren't reading the situation well. It wasn't the words. It was the energy of the moment. It was, you know, why and how you were saying it. Like, I feel like that's a skill, mm-hmm. you know, and you're right. There's timing is a huge thing. Like if, you know, you are going to go to Vegas in March or something like that, and you just traveled for a week and you walk in the door Forget and say, it. hey, I'm going to go to Vegas with my buddies in March. It'll be very hard for me to hear. And that's right. not even feedback. That's a that's right. just, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm more giving an example of timeliness timing, yeah. than actual feedback. But so anyways. I wanted to talk about our second partner, but I wanted to ask you to, I have one idea that I can give as far as how to properly give feedback. Oh, okay. So while I talk about our second partner, I want you to come up with one as well. I got it. So uh, Hunter Clark Fields is the owner of HunterYoga.com, and she is our wonderful partner. And uh, she's in the midst, she's in the third week of her daily practice that, that is offered to all his unparenting listeners. Um, so it's closed for this, re- for this run, but the, she's going to be doing it again in March. So uh, if you want, you can go to hunteryoga.com slash zen and you can sign up for the March one and you can get a bonus wake up practice video before the practice. And starts, just so. go to Hunter's website, say it again. Uh, HunterYoga.com slash Zen. Slash Zen because she has a great blog, she has a podcast, so it's not just the daily practice that she's offering, just her whole entire business. If you want to focus on self-care and it's something that you want to maybe do from home or on mm-hmm. your own time, you want to check out Hunter's practice. That's right. So my first um, and maybe only bit of uh, feedback for our listeners uh-huh. is how to properly give feedback is always start out with positive. Well, that was going to be mine as well. So I stole yours. Well, you didn't. It, it No, because I think it's just really the most important thing. Um, so go ahead. Well, and I just remember even like uh, coaching, so- like reading soccer dummies, soccer coaching for dummies. They always said, if you're going to critique a little boy or a little girl on the soccer field, you throw them three good things before you throw them a bad thing. Right. Because if you start out with the bad thing or even if it's equally distributed – it's going to fall on deaf ears. Exactly. They can't. It's like visualize if you come at someone with here's what you're doing wrong, their ears close. Right. And you know what else closes? Their heart. Yeah. They can't take it in because it's too painful and scary mm. because what you're saying to them is you're not good enough. Yeah. And so we have to understand that you are not speaking to maybe a 40-year-old woman or a 45-year-old man or a 30-year-old man. You're speaking to a child at that point. And they're feeling the way, and I'm not saying that in a disparaging way. I'm saying that's what happens. We go into child, and we start to feel like we're being ridiculed and disciplined, and it's too much. Mm. And so we shut out, and then guess what we do? We become defensive, and we start to fight back or not listen or not like that person or roll our eyes, and that's just protection. And I remember... When at one of my jobs, um, I was getting uh, feedback about my performance. And I, it was one of those jobs that I worked so hard and I was so drained all the time and was putting out more energy and trying to cover a lot of bases and just doing as much as I could. And I was still pretty young and, and definitely had things to learn, but just really getting up every day and doing you know what I could. And I remember I went in for my evaluation and the woman just started on you don't do this and you didn't check in in the morning and you didn't, and all these like really small things. And I literally wanted to cry. I think I did tear up because I was like, you don't even see me. Mm -hmm. You don't even, everything she said was true, Todd. Like she wasn't, 
she was right. I didn't check in. I did miss this meeting. But oh my gosh, what I have been doing, mm -hmm. did you notice that? Right. Because if she would have said, Kathy, what you're doing and what you've put forth is great, but there's these little things that seem like no big deal to you, but they affect the bigger picture. Could you check in? Sure. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't even hear it. I was so distraught and I'll never forget it. Mm. Well, and I think as parents, we, um, it's for some reason so easy you know, say a kid comes home with a report card Perfect. about all A's yeah. and one B or yeah. all A's and one C. Yeah. What's the very first thing we see? Why'd you get a C? We see, yeah, we, mm -hmm. what happened here? Yeah. And what, what is it? Is that human nature? It's, well, I think it's fear. I think it's a, I think it's fear. I think it's expectation. I think it's our own internal judgment and mm -hmm. we turn it on other people because what we do, what people tend to do is we focus on what we can't do rather than what we can. So because that is going on in our own head, we project that onto other people. Right. So when you are judging your child constantly, you need to work on your own inner dialogue yeah. because if you cannot notice what your child is doing well, then you aren't noticing what you're doing well right. because you don't even have that tape in your head to, to pull from. Right. And so, you know, if you find, you know, instead of saying, well, no, it's their C and I should be pointing it out, you can point it out. Right. I always inquire, you know, if one of the girls come home with a test that's kind of low or a percentage that's not typical, of course I'll ask, tell me what's going on here. Mm. But that's after every amazing thing. I mean, not only that, guys, let's start with the basics. Our kids get up, they go to school, they walk in that door, they walk in that classroom, and you can say, Oh, that's no big deal. That's what they're expected to do. It's not easy. You know right. what I mean? Just because they're expected to do it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's, it's not, easy. Yeah, right. I mean, do you guys feel like going back to school and doing that whole thing again? I don't. You know what I mean? Like, that's not always easy. There's all the social pressures, you know, educational press pressures, extracurricular. So they're working really hard. Right. So even if they're going through kind of a dip where it's a little unexpected and uncomfortable for you, don't. Don't not recognize, or I'll change that around. Try to recognize what they are doing and pull from that. It's kind of like the Modern Family we watched last night. Yes, with the, that was so good. The smart daughter, Alex. Alex, and she melted down finally due to pressure. Yeah, and it's kind of this spoofy thing where the parents were at school for parent teachers. <laughs> that was funny. And the mom, what's her name? Carol. I don't no, know. That would be Brady, sweetheart. Carol Brady. It's Julie Bowen. I Julie Bowen's character uh, realized how impossible it is to do what, she, that what her daughter does. does. And not only impossible what she does educationally, but that she completely does everything for herself. She makes her own doctor's appointments. She makes her, you know, nobody helps her. Right. She's alone. Right. So um, I'll find that and I'll put that in the show notes because it was a really good one. So basically what happens is, you know, Alex realizes she needs to have a therapist because she's really melting down. And then her mom shows up and said, you know, I was at school and I just realized how she goes, I was just you for one hour and I'm so stressed and overwhelmed. I can't imagine what it's like to be you. And she broke and down. And she just broke down and started crying and said, thank you yeah. for recognizing that. And and then that's our baseline where you see someone. That's where you start with feedback. Right. If you try and start somewhere else, they won't be able to hear you. Right. And so anything else about giving feedback? No. Okay. Can, um, okay. No, you go ahead. You got something? Um, I would say this is sometimes we go to the other extreme where we don't give any feedback because we're afraid someone won't like us. Mm -hmm. That's the off the charts the other way. You know, we were talking about being rude. And right. then on the spectrum, there's the other way. I really believe that a lot of the pain we experience and a lot of the suffering is because we have an inability to tell people what we're experiencing. Mm. And I really think that if you can share 
if it be with a partner or in a workplace, um, like our friend Amy Rogers, who's going to come on, we're going to do her show this Friday, The Conversations with People We Love. Oh, yeah. She talks, she's in, um, she talks about what it, you know, being a working woman and all the pressures, but she talks about how she's in HR and how if people would just go in to HR and say, listen, here's where I'm struggling. I have a new plan for work. What if I do this? What if I do this? And they actually give feedback to what would work for them. Most companies are willing to work with you. Right. They're like, okay, we can give that a shot. I'm not saying it happens everywhere, but she's like, she's in HR. So she's saying from personal experience, I am willing to allow people to create something new, but we're so afraid that we don't give any feedback. Right. So we have to be willing to ask for it, ask for it, share it. And if it's coming from a heart centered place, then it's usually received that way. Right. And if it's received differently, that's something that that person's working through that's their own stuff. And, th- and that's the hard part is distinguishing between what's mine and what's, and what's that person's. Yeah. Because a lot of times we'll um, not invite, but we'll take on what they're giving us. Totally. And it's all their own craft. And you know what else? It, a huge thing, Todd, is that a lot of times someone will say something to us that's very minor, but because we have a childhood experience with it, I'm speaking as a therapist here, right. because we've already been triggered by that or we are re-triggered by something that happened in our childhood, like, oh, nobody heard me, nobody listened to me, nobody liked my ideas. So therefore, in present time, when someone doesn't like our idea, we go back to child. Right. So that has nothing to do with the present moment. That's someone else's stuff. Mm-hmm. And I still have that. I mean, I'm not pointing fingers. There are sometimes things that I experience in work or with Todd where I realize I'm becoming like 12 years old again because I'm feeling not heard or not seen. And that's my work to recognize that. And I think that um, especially a lot of women, if they went through certain uh, times in their lives where they didn't feel seen or heard, um, it's it's a struggle for them to get feedback. But that's their work, right. you know? And so I'm inspiring you guys to... Feedback's important. That's what helps us grow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just trying to like get a big picture outlook on this. And it's about being in the right place to receive it. It's about Timing. A- asking mm-hmm. for it. Uh-huh. Uh, being it's, willing. It's about being nice when you're giving it. Kindness from the heart. Right. So, I mean, if you follow those steps, you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. And I think it's very rare that we ask for feedback. I think it's only the courageous ones that are out there <laughs> totally. asking for feedback. I rarely ask, you know, whether it's my parenting skills, my being a good husband from you, being a good worker, I rarely ever say, hey, how am I doing? Well, and you know, one of those great uh, things, it's been written by a lot of different people, so I don't know who to give this to, but, you know, true questions in a partnership rather than, you know, what can I do better? It's how can I love you better? Mm-hmm. What um, what things are you not experiencing from me? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I make your days brighter? Right. Those are really great open-ended questions to put out there. And as a, if you are a boss, right. to be able to say that your, to your employees, how can I enhance your work time? Mm-hmm. How can I make this job more meaningful to you? And again, it's not doesn't mean you have to do every single thing they say, right. but you open that door for how can I help you come alive? Right. Because what we need in this world are people who have come alive, right? right? You know, we don't need to say you need to do A, B, and C the way I would do it. You need to open that door. So, um, you know, those, those are good questions for people. Okay. Uh, third and final partner is uh, Avid Company avidco.net 630-956-1800 they do painting and remodeling all over the chicagoland area jeremy craft is the owner and a good friend and very good at what he does so give him a call that's 
1800. Um, and then should we give the inspiration of how we got feedback as a topic for our show? Well, yeah, we actually, um, Todd and I are uh, regular clients of, or students of the Daily Method. Um, and actually, we just did family yoga there on Friday, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. We had like a full house. We yeah. actually had to shut the door and say full. Um, but we had an awesome group. And um, their word this month is feedback, because they always focus on a word. Uh, Jill Daly, who is the owner and creator of Daily Method, she always has a word that she focuses on. And then all the studios try and really hone in on that word. Mm-hmm. Um, so this month it's feedback. And so it just gave us some inspiration to discuss it ourselves. So now we're going to play our interview with Kelly Pietrangeli, who has a website called myprojectme.com. So I hope you enjoy it. Our, our guest is Kelly Pietrangeli from um, project, myprojectme.com. Is that the website, Kelly? That's right. So um, thank you for joining us, and tell us a little bit about your website. Okay. Well, um, I started Project Me for Busy Mothers with my fab friend, Susie. We were both uh, neighbors on the same road in London, and really it's been... I mean, I have to kind of give you the background story of how Project Me has come to life to help you understand that um, when Susie and I met, it was kind of a breath of fresh air because before that, and Kathy, you probably can remember the days when you were when the, the kids are really small and you are going to a lot of coffee mornings, a lot of baby and toddler play groups. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of mothers getting together and having what we call a coffee and a moan. It's kind of that... That competitive um, complaining syndrome, mm-hmm. um, everyone's kind of one-upping each other on who's got the worst behaved child, or who's got the laziest husband, or who's had the least amount of sleep. And when I met Susie, it was a breath of fresh air because every time we'd get together, we would leave each other at the end and feel more motivated and feel more inspired. And we'd share resources and swap books. And we both just seemed to want to find ways to make life easier. Um, and so this, this project me kind of came out, out of that. We decided to create a website, which should be a a resource, a place for mothers to, you know, come on board and find, find uh, inspiration in their eight different life areas, not just, um, you know, family and kids, but in, in every area of your life. Um, what are the eight different, I, I see the, the flower petal on your website that I'm on right now. Um, and not to put you on the spot, do you know all eight of them? I do. What is yes. it? Yes, so we've got um, family, which is you know, your family life. And then we have a separate pedal. It's kind of all our logo is made up of this kind of life wheel. And we have a separate pedal for love because we don't believe in kind of sticking your husband in with your family. They're two separate entities. Um, and there's health. There's money. Um, personal growth. Productivity and organization. You know, everything that kind of goes with running the show. Um, there's work and there's fun. Mm, it's quite it's a it's a great logo and yeah. it's quite a balance of stuff. So for you know most of our listeners, not all, we got a bunch of guys listen to, but a lot of our mothers, uh, a lot of our listeners are mothers. So what types of activities or resources do you have available on your site? Okay, well, um, the first thing that we always say to start with is with our life wheel tool, and you get that when you sign up for our for our weekly Monday motivator, which hits your inbox funnily enough every Monday, and it's a little um, kind of kick up the backside to keep on top of your goals, and it's just a bit of inspiration that hits your inbox every Monday, and when you sign up for that, you get the Project Me life wheel tool, and that is, um, have you guys ever done a life wheel that, that um, uh, life coaches use a lot? Mm-mm. Where 
you kind of draw you kind of draw a circle and you you make a piece of pie for each of your of your different life areas yes definitely we yeah. you and I have Todd yeah I, and I I think I did this with my men's group too yeah and it's part of the coaching philosophy I trained as a parent coach so mm -hmm. I kind of learned a little bit about that but go ahead Kelly yeah well what I used to do is I would draw this little you know pizza pie and I would put in my different life areas the, the life areas that the life coach tell you you should put in and I would um, rate each area of my life kind of one through ten depending on how satisfied I was with how that area was running and then you do this thing where you connect the dots and you kind of see how wonky your wheel is you know whether your wheel is kind of you know going to flow in a nice circle or whether it's really you know jagged and it used to really help me to kind of get a a real fast focus on what part of my life wasn't running so smoothly because sometimes you just can't figure that sort of thing out in your head. You need this kind of exercise to do it. Well, Susie and I, when we were making Project Me, we decided to reinvent the wheel and we added these extra life areas like separating out uh, love from family um, and also adding the, the extra area for productivity and organization. And suddenly when we did this for ourselves, everything just really came together because whenever we were feeling a bit wobbly, a bit out of balance, we just whip out this life wheel tool and you know fill it in, connect the dots, and we would just immediately go, oh... I can understand why I'm why I'm not rolling properly. You know, this is going on, and that way you can kind of go straight to the area or areas of your life that need some focus. Absolutely, and you know, I'm kind of backing up a little bit, but I just wanted to say that what you were saying about you know meeting with moms and recognizing that a lot of what's being focused on um, is what's heavy in their life or what's difficult or like you, I love you call it coffee and a moan. It's so true, and and when you start to do things like what you're talking about here, where you start to focus in on where you're struggling, it gives you a little more. I mean, first of all, it gives you more energy because you can focus in on what you need to deal with, but you can recognize that other aspects of your life are going well and not and you can actually pull from that and that can help you in the other areas you know i find that when i'm talking with you know with moms now it's not that I'm trying to talk them out of the challenges that they're having. It's that I want them to recognize that, yes, those issues are real and we can talk about those and deal with those. But there are so many other areas where your things are going really well. And and that's either, you know, a connection to that's where you recognize gratitude and you pull energy from that. Or you recognize that you do have a lot of strengths you didn't recognize. And I just love I love your wheel and I love that you you allow people not only to focus in on maybe where they're challenged, but also where they're just doing, you know, they're so blessed. Absolutely. I'm so glad you pointed that out. It's so true that we don't pat ourselves on the back often enough for the things that are going great. And yes, this is a great way of seeing where things are going well. Yes. Um, so basically it looks like, I mean, I'm on your Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash my project me. Um, it's kind of like a, a, mo a virtual mom's group of moms supporting one another and throwing ideas back and forth. Would that be an accurate description of what this is yeah, all about? Absolutely. Yeah, we love our Facebook group. Yeah, it's really great. And um, we like to post motivational, inspirational quotes and also little kind of um, we have a Monday motivator where we put something on for the week ahead, what you might want to do. And um, yeah, we just we throw things out and pat each other on the back. So yeah, it's really great. Well, and it's kind of like, you know, it's a virtual way to have these coffee talks and focus on the positive and like, you know, the, what you and Susie found together. Um, now we can find this virtually, you know, on your web page. And I'm just so thankful that you guys created this because this is exactly what Todd and I try and talk about on the show is finding like-minded people um, that can help, you know, fill you up and build you up. 
Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we also see the website and the Facebook page as a place to share resources because Susie and I, we don't want to be agony aunts. You know, we're not the people who are telling anybody what to do. We just more want to help moms to help themselves. So we need to kind of um, put resources on what works for us. You know, we, we've got you there on our We Love page because we absolutely love your, your um, podcast. Oh, thank you. And, um, and, you know, we just kind of want to encourage mothers to put on their figure-it-out hats. And, and we've got a whole section on our website called Action Sheets. And these are printables. And you can go in and you can find all kinds of things. There's a problem-solving action sheet where you can take anything that's kind of weighing you down, or even if it's just a niggle, and you print it out and you answer these few questions. And then something amazing happens. You, know, you, you, you start to figure it out. You get into problem-solving mode. Um, we've also got principal meal planning, meal planners, because that's always the bane of my existence is figuring out what I'm going to feed my family every Me too. Week. <laughs> it's that kind of, oh. And um, so I wrote a whole blog about, you know, my, my meal planning, um, my new, the whole, the new me, the new meal planner in me. And um, we've got something called Design My Day, which is a worksheet I've been doing for myself for years and then finally put it on there for everybody to use. And it's a daily gratitude. I write down what I'm grateful for that day. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Danielle Laporte, but yes. I, um, yeah, she, she's led me to be more feelings led and to decide how I want to feel each day before I even start tackling my to-do list. Think about how I want to feel. Love it. Uh, and so I've got a little space to probably want to feel. And then from Leo Babauta of Zen Habits, um, mm. I learned about identifying your three MITs, um, and you know those are your three most important tasks. And I put those down. And this is something that's evolved over time because I know, like you, Kathy, I just I devour books. I devour you know, anything on anything on anything. Um, but you probably notice that when you read a book, there's always like one takeaway. It's not that the whole book from beginning to end, you know, was was well, it's amazing. But you know, there's always something that you take away. And I feel like um, a lot of these action sheets are my takeaways of what I've read from different books that have really worked for me. I love that. And Kelly, just for interest's sake, um, like you said, you and Susie met in London, but where do you live now? I'm living in Madrid now. That's awesome. And so what yeah. I, I love about this is like, you know, this is literally international. Like, you know, as mothers, we're all trying to kind of find that place of inner comfort and that connection. And, and this expands. Oh, that was Todd's email. Sorry. It expands beyond, you know, our little street and our, our home and our block and our even our country. I just really appreciate having this connection with you. Well, and. Uh Thank you. Well, it's cool because uh, most of our listeners are from the U.S., but I'm sure we have a handful of Europeans out there. But um, if somebody wanted to join this community, whether it be Facebook or get your Monday morning newsletter, uh, what would they do? How would they go about doing that? Okay. Well, the best thing is to go onto our website, which is myprojectme.com. And um, there you'll find little sign-up boxes all over the place, and you can just sign in, and you get your Life Wheel tool sent to you immediately, and you get to get our um, Monday motivators. And our Facebook page is um, facebook.com forward slash myprojectme. Awesome. Any parting wisdom, sweetie? Just thank you, Kelly. And again, glad we're connected. And that sheet that you were just talking about, um, I'm going to print that for myself because I am, like you said, I'm just like you. I read a book, I absorb it, I love it. And then I just want to hold on to those pieces of information that were most important. So I'm going to utilize that tool that you were just talking about, that worksheet. That's really wonderful. Uh, 
Great. Happy to hear that. Awesome, Kelly. Well, I can't say thank you enough. And I'm sure our paths will cross in one way, shape, or form at some time in the future. And if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. But in the meantime, go to myprojectme.com and check it out. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Um, so I think that's it. We have, do you want to promote anything? We already did our promotion um, on the front end. I think so. We just got the retreat. I have my books. Go to our website, listen to our old shows. Amazon.com through our website and help us, uh, help us with the BU. And I was just about to say, we have some new big news coming about BU. Todd and I are expanding, aren't we, sweetheart? We are. We are creating a business that's right. around BU. So keep your ears open for that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the process of, of being created yeah we're working on it (laughs) slowly but surely i've learned to be more patient with my work and not think it needs to get done right away but that is a practice that's right practice makes perfect Mm, perfect doesn't exist you don't exist (laughs) all right this is todd adams saying adios this is kathy adams have a good week Mm -hmm.